Harry Popoff starts in just one minute, but first I wanted to let you know that we are going to be starting this week with a second series on Popoff. You will be able to hear our podcast on Captain America, The First Avenger. We will be leading up to the Avengers movie next year, so every week we will be alternating between Harry Potter and an Avengers movie. Harry Potter and an Avengers movie every other week, so be sure to subscribe by going to popoffpodcast.com and hitting the subscribe button or however you get your podcasts, or you can just go to iTunes and search for EPN, where you you can get the Suckcast and Trek Off and the Hot Mess with Phil Stamper and Ninjas versus You. Just subscribe. Don't download them one at a time. Just subscribe so they all come to you. Also, you can stream Ninjas versus Vampires. It's on Netflix. So go ahead and stream that. That's it. Enjoy Harry Pop Off. Welcome to Pop Off or Harry Pop Off. I'm Justin. I'm Kelly. Um, and today we are going to be talking about uh, the first of the Harry Potter movies, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, otherwise known in the United States as the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Uh, um, but before we hit that, a little bit of um, of news regarding this podcast. Uh, we're going to be going every other week with the Harry Potter podcasts. Uh, so you'll be hearing this one. And the very next one that you'll be seeing is one on Captain America with me and RJ Haynes. Um, uh, and so we we'll, we will be posting both of those this week, and then we'll be alternating week after week. So next week you will hear another Harry Potter podcast, and then the week after that you'll hear Iron Man from there, and then the week after that another Harry Potter podcast. So we'll be stretching them out uh, every other week. You'll hear this alternating with every other week on the uh, pre Avengers movie podcasts. The so Marvel movies. The Marvel no well there, look there's so many Marvel movies. You know, the Marvel comic book movies. Yeah. So, um, so uh, stay what tuned. What are you calling those? Comic off? Comic? No, <laughs> no. They're still pop off. It's still. They're it's not all Comic Con. Pop- they're Comic Off. Oh, oh, I get it. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> I'm wow, clever. You're funny today. That's great. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so you um, stay tuned. Uh, popoffpodcast.com, of course. Uh, and uh, next week, uh, this week, like just days after this one posts, you'll hear uh, our Captain America one with me and RJ. And then uh, next week, uh, same time, you'll be hearing another Harry Potter from us. And then Harry Potter every other week. And the uh, Pre-Avengers podcasts every other week as well, alternating. And that's it. That's our news um, that we had regarding this stuff. So um, as we said we would, we are going to start this uh podcast off with a quiz kelly is going to quiz me from sporkle.com s-p-o-r-c-l-e.com a quiz about harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so without further ado please kelly let's go okay who is the first person you see in the movie dumbledore yes who brings harry to the dursley's house hagrid you are correct sir of course i am (laughs) of course you'll get all these answers right um, okay, how many presents did Dudley get for his birthday? Oh, no. Um, 92? <laughs> no. How many did he get? 36. 36. He's upset because last year he got 37. Oh, uh, yes. But they're going to get him two more, so the answer is technically 38 Technically, now. well. Anyway, go on. But at the moment it was being shot, it was 36. They had not yet gotten the other two. <laughs> I got 96. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what creature does Harry talk to at the zoo? Uh, that would be a snake. Yes. Who brings Harry a cake on his birthday? Uh, Hagrid. Okay. How old does Harry turn? Eleven. We, we asked that one in the last one. 
Okay, what do you call non-magic folk? Oh, um, let's see, Jedi, muggles. <laughs> yes. Who is the first professor that Harry meets? Um, the first professor, well, Hagrid is technically a professor, um, but... He's a groundskeeper, he's not a professor. Uh, in the third film, is he not the professor? Is it, yeah. In this movie, he's not a professor. So, but um, I would say McGonagall? Uh, no, Professor Quirrell. Oh, he does. He meets Professor Quirrell uh, in Diagon Alley. Darn yes. it. Darn it. All right, go on. Diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> um, which vault number at Gringotts has Harry's money? Um, uh, 791. 687. Uh, that was one, too. And I, all right, go on. <laughs> um, where does Harry buy his wand? At, uh, oh, I want to say Glenn Levitz, but that's a whiskey. Um, <laughs> uh, at, uh, I don't know. Olivanders. Olivanders. You should know that. I know. I, I, I'm glad of it. Who is it that must not be named? Um, uh, uh, Voldemort. <laughs> For a minute, it seemed like you didn't know that one. I was one. trying to come up with something clever to say. Oh. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm going to get the, this. is going to be really clever. And instead, uh, it's not clever at all. Go ahead. Okay. What does Harry name his owl? Um, oh, no. <gasps> You don't know this one? I don't know this one. You know, it's really funny. Uh, if you want to see, let, let me look behind the curtain. I keep pushing uh, Kelly's mic closer and closer to her <laughs> mouth. And so she talks quieter and quieter because <laughs> she doesn't want to hear her own voice. Um, uh, yes, that's exactly it. So speak up, lady. Sorry. Uh, there we go. Perfect. That's actually right. That's exactly where you should be. Um, uh, I'm buying time. But Harry's it's, owl is named. I don't know. What is it? Hedwig. Oh, man. I'm an angry itch. Sorry, go on. Okay, what platform is on Harry's ticket? Uh, 13 and a quarter? No. I'm Nine and three quarters. I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it, ladies and 13 gentlemen. 13 and a quarter. Sorry. That's your shoe size or something. Hey. <laughs> don't let everybody know that. <laughs> who has a pet rat? Oh, Ron. Okay. Who fixes Harry's glasses? Hermione. Which, by the way, I didn't realize that's what she was doing. All the times I've seen the movie, I didn't get that she was fixing his glasses. Wait. I didn't realize there was anything wrong with his... The spell is Oculus Reparo or something? I thought she was fixing his eyes and then, uh, I don't know, it just wore and off then he or something. glasses for the rest <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought she That's was awesome. making it so she could, so <laughs> he could awesome. see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. go on. Um, what subject does Snape teach in uh, the first movie this is? Potions. Yes. What does Neville get in the mail? Uh, Neville, Neville gets, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know at all. You don't remember? I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. It was a remember all. <laughs> oh. That's pretty funny. Okay. I'm clever even when I don't intend to be. Ha ha. I don't ha, think ha. you'll know this one because I all don't right. even have any idea who this is. Sure. What's the name of the keeper on the Quidditch team? Um, uh, uh, Mr. West. Oliver Wood. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> West Wood. One studios. Uh, no. uh, Oliver Wood. Uh, um, all of his wood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're funny. Which two Weasleys are on the Quidditch team? Um, that would be uh, Fred and George. Yep. All right. Okay. What's the name of that three-headed dog thing? Fluffy. <laughs> yes. A lovely name. For a lovely three-headed dog. That's what I named my three-headed dog. 
What does the seeker have to catch? The golden snitch. Wow, you're so smart. There's a blank in the dungeon. There's a, well, there's a what? <laughs> there's a blank in the dungeon. There's Fill in the blank. <laughs> Fill in the blank. There's a, a blank in the dungeon. <laughs> there's a there's lots of stuff in the the troll. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I got. Who gives Harry the Nimbus two thousand? Ah, uh, uh, Sirius Black. No. 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 It's not from Sirius Black. Who's it from? The the, the Nimbus two thousand is not from Sirius. He gets something else from Sirius, but the Nimbus two thousand is from Professor McGonagall. You know, because there's this what? odd, awkward little, like no. sideways glance and really? nod at each other. No, I yeah. refuse. I refuse. No. She gets it for him. I where is that ever said? I don't know if it's ever is said. Is that said but in the book? I I don't remember. But, but he looks I don't around know and he's that. like, no, I wonder who got this. No, no, forget a guess. It didn't and happen. She, and she looks at Thank him you, with this like knowing uh, look bullshit, and bullshit. not smile and nod. There will be uh, spoilers and, and naughty language. Um, so <laughs> listener be warned. Bullshit. All right, okay. go on. With what part of his body does Harry catch the snitch? <laughs> there will be spoilers. <laughs> with his peepee it hole. It sits on it. <laughs> That's why it comes up his mouth. It goes through his intestines, out his mouth where he catches it. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, his mouth. (laughs) Which Weasley studies dragons in Romania? Oh, oh, darn it. Um, Because we meet him for a second. Um, Batman. (laughs) He's like never heard from again in the books, is he? I I don't know. Okay, no. Maybe later. Charlie. Charlie Weasley. What does Harry get? He has heard from in the books, I think, but not. Yeah. Because I think in the books, isn't there like a Weasley who's like kind of a dick? Like a Weasley who like works for the Ministry of Magic and stuff and is kind of a shithead? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that him? It might be, yeah. All right, go on. Okay. What does Harry get for Christmas? Um, For Christmas, he gets an an invisibility cloak from Sirius. That is from Sirius. Satellite radio. (laughs) (laughs) Sirius gives him satellite radio. It's amazing. He's listening to Howard, everybody. Hey, now. (laughs) Who does Harry see in the mirror? Besides himself. His parents. Yes. What does Hagrid name his dragon? Oh, no. A butthole? Norbert. I like butthole, but can you imagine? <laughs> like, like, what if there Norbert. really was, what if there really was, like, a, a crass, like, 12-year-old character in the movie who's just like, like this is butthole. <laughs> Harry Poophole. Uh, yeah, Beavis and butthole. Beavis and butthole? Yes. Beavis and Harry Potter? <laughs> okay yeah go ahead couple more here yep who is the fourth person who gets detention other than harry ron and hermione that would be draco malfoy yes what creature saved harry in the forest creature wasn't in the forest <laughs> 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 what kind of creature um a uh a male pegasus no other no. way around no because pegasus <laughs> is is wings a um the uh, but the man top horseback? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the official name. I <laughs> What's think. the official name? What is it? A centaur. A centaur. I I, I don't remember my Greek mythology. <laughs> male, I like a male top horseback. <laughs> a male top horseback guy. That's yes. great. All right, go on. Okay, who tries to stop Harry from sneaking out again? Creature. No. Uh, no. Um, who tries to stop him from sneaking out again? Uh, Snape? No, Neville. Neville. Oh, that's right, because Neville's brave. Okay, go on. Um, what hates sunlight? Um, uh, wow. 
I don't know. What hates sunlight? Devil's snare. Okay. It's that like weird weed thing. Okay. Vine. Mm-hmm. Go on. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> what position? Oh yeah, where they Remember have to all they, hold still. Like, yeah, which I didn't quite get that either. Like, yeah, if you hold still, it lets go hold. of you. If you struggle, it's it's like a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, it'll. But but Hermione says it'll only kill you faster. Yeah, if you. Which would yeah. imply that it still kills you either way, and I don't think they died. No, they didn't die, as far as I know. Spoiler. All right, go on. <laughs> okay, I can't see now because I have to look over this mic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the microphone's an important part of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly. Okay. All right, go ahead. What position does Ron take on the chess <laughs> <just> board? <laughs> missionary <laughs> doggy style yes that's correct. right with hermione with oliver he's the knight olivander okay Sorry, go on. <laughs> i don't even want to ask this next one now go ahead <laughs> what was in harry's pocket <laughs> nothing i was just happy to see him we're just we're <laughs> such we're, we're such 12 year olds right now um Harry, I, I, harry's I, 11 I Oh, that's true. Talk I, I really am right. talking into the microphone. I really am. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, the What's in his pocket? Nothing until the Sorcerer's Stone gets there. Yes. And what house? This is spelled as house. H-O-U-S. Okay. What, <laughs> what house? <laughs> what house won the house cup? Uh, that would be um, Gryffindor. Yes. Okay, that's all of them. Okay. <laughs> just, just that was Hufflepuff fun. wins. It's amazing. Hufflepuff <laughs> did something. <laughs> yes. I don't think there In are. In any of the movies, Hufflepuff what? or Ravenclaw. The, um, why? Well, no, Ravenclaw, some, like, he is, doesn't he date a Ravenclaw? Uh, like, at one point, isn't isn't Cho is, Chang? Is she from? I think she's a Ravenclaw. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. But, I mean, it's like, at least I don't really feel like Hufflepuff ever did anything. And I sort of feel like, why have four houses? If one of them is just going to be like, like, so Gryffindors are brave and Slytherins are sly. Hufflepuff just kind of they huff and mediocre. Puff. They're mediocre. <laughs> they <laughs> they like huff and they puff and they. They're, they're, they're B minus students, all of them. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, we rewatched uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, to be honest. Uh, I started up and it was sort of a chore to finally get it started. I was like, oh, watch this again. I didn't watch it again. Um, but uh in point of fact, we had planned to do some other stuff while I was on in the background, and we found ourselves um, watching. Actually watching it. Yeah. Um, uh, but sort of immediately recognized the differences, didn't you? Yes. It seemed very much more um, childlike, yeah. more geared toward kids. Yeah. Um, so More like we, to the, to the extent that we almost, until we got toward the end of the movie, almost thought that our... Young child. Young, young, young child would be able to watch it. And, and then the end gets surprisingly like, dark. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> which, which I think, you know, leads you to the question, like, it, who's your audience, right? Because the, the, the movie is so geared toward kids um, that as an adult, there were some sequences that I found to be kind of not all that fun. Not all watch. that interesting. Like, like a, a bunch of food shows up on the table. Yay! you know it's like all the lights light themselves up yeah and and yet um and yet you get to the end and the stuff is so very dark um at the end that it's almost not appropriate for the kids of the, the the first part of the movie seems to be for um but you know i i guess eight-year-olds might might dig it 
The idea mm-hmm. is that the children and the grown-ups will come and watch it, and the grown-ups will stay, and the children stay. leave. And no, the children will fall asleep at some point. I mean, look, I don't. It's long. I don't want to slam it. I mean, you, you, it's hard to slam who's your audience because clearly the audience kept showing up. Yeah, like it's the most successful film series in in history. So yeah, of course, of course, without a doubt, they they knew what they were doing, but it still seemed to me like the it was so. Um, divergent the two the two tones were so very different from one another um let me ask you another question uh what did you think of like when i said it and and i'll I'll tell you what i said and then i'll let you comment on it um the i kept saying this seems so presentational and i felt like like all the magic seemed to be like a magic trick for the audience of the film yeah presentational like it like like, like it's just like every, everything was hey look what we can do yeah look look what this magic thing does look at look at this magic thing and what it does look at this magic hallway look at this dog look at the everything just seemed to be look at this it's magic um to the point where i i felt like the world was interesting but i never felt like i was in it mm. i sort of felt like and maybe look maybe that's what harry's going through at the time maybe you know like harry seeing everything for the first time so maybe that's how he feels i don't know about that you know i mean maybe at first i would have dug it but it like but i feel like when we first saw it or at least when i first saw it i thought like i kind of remember being impressed by all that stuff maybe we're just so used maybe to it we're now. just so maybe accustomed in, to it in now retrospect that it's, like, it's like oh they're doing that spell again yeah the, yeah, I guess. Because um, I remember thinking like that the um, the main hall. Well, uh, that I liked. I mean, I always liked that shot. I always liked that shot of the main hall. But there are there are other things like um, I, and they do it in the second even more because I'm I'm remembering some some things from the second. But it was like like he goes to Diagon Alley and it's it's look what the bricks on the wall can do as the wall opens up and. And yeah, but that was probably again probably on first viewing that was like oh that's kind of a cool thing well it, the thing is though i think it's just a, it's a storytelling choice that you make where you go okay so this is like we are showing you how cool this is and it, it felt like you know if if you were opening any other door you would not have kept the camera on the door for as long and so instead of being having my head wrapped up in harry's wonderment i found my i found myself watching the screen for how neat that thing is um and i just sort of felt like it was being shown to me in 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 a way to just kind of let me look at it and not as part of the story and i felt like that's done quite a bit you know i felt like that's that's done um you know, wizard's chess is the best example i didn't find that scene to be exciting at all i was just kind of like look it's big and neat look big and neat was it exciting when you watched it the first time? I don't. Though? I don't think so. No. I think that I, you know, the Voldemort scene comes immediately after it, and that is so exciting. That's so well done and so dark and so good that I dug that. Like I totally was into that, but I found that like the wizard's chest, you know, they're they're sitting on chess pieces and like they're clearly going to duck if something bad's going to happen. <laughs> and there's there's no real stakes ever stated. You know, I felt like them being trapped in the weeds was much more much more exciting than the wizard's chess scene. The wizard's chess scene was supposed to be the, like the highlight of the movie. And I just sort of felt like it, it was And the fluffy scene I thought was also, I don't know. You know, no, I fluffy remember coming the at fluffy, the door, fluffy coming at the door. I was kind of scary, I guess. I remember it being 
more scary when I saw it the first time, though. Well, you saw it on a big screen, and you had never seen those kind of effects before. Now they're so clearly CG. Yeah. You know, we're we're used to bigger dangers than a three-headed dog. And it seemed like a longer scene, just in my memory, at least. Um, you know, it's I don't want to comment on so much on the effects, which now seem dated. The Quidditch match, you know, doesn't look real um, at all. It looks yeah. it looks well, like compared somebody, to how they've yeah made it look. So, but but uh, but again, movies, it's been it's been ten years, so you can't really slam it so hard. At the time, it was really really cool, um, but I did you know that that I don't want to complain about too much. But it just sort of felt like all the time it was we're in this class. Look what this thing does now. This thing does that now. Th-, and just sort of felt like there was a whole section of the movie that seemed very long, um, and was easy for me to sort of walk away from because nothing really much seemed to be happening. Um, some interesting things about this movie that I didn't feel so much in later films. You really got a sense of the seasons in this film. You really have a clear sense of fall and then winter and then spring well, going into summer. Well, because they show you, oh, yeah. look, hey, it's Christmas. Here's they do. all the Christmas decorations. Yeah, but it's like, I, I will say this, it seemed very much like a school year. Because that's how a school yeah. year is. That's when, like, when, when, you're, when you're a kid... Like I still as a as I still delineate my sense of timing by what season it is because of where you know we live in a in a climate where it is freezing all winter and where it's boiling all summer and it's it's no we don't we live in the rainforest that's right in the rainforest cafe and they're <laughs> shutting us down and we can't get out um, but the I uh, like it just sort of felt you know like I I kind of understood that. Um, to a point but there are a lot of scenes that just seem to be scenes to show us stuff and that's one thing that I did have an issue with but um, there are some things I like Snape kind of knew his character right away Hagrid knew his character right away um, what do you think going back to watching Dumbledore version 1.0 uh, <laughs> I missed the second Dumbledore which is I interesting. think I liked him better yeah when I met Michael Gambon I didn't the like second, him better at first no not at first it seemed he he seemed to be doing something so different but i commented that this one is so trustworthy you know what you, yeah this one seems so which is really good in the fir- in the earlier movies but come later on yeah it's, you would never believe you there would never be any possible doubt about his yeah him having harry's best interests or yeah and and, any and of that and i i couldn't imagine him in that duel with uh that duel with Voldemort in Order of the Phoenix, you know, it's there's a lack of physicality to him, and and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not slamming Richard Harris's performance. Um, God rest his soul. Um, Richard Harris's is a legend in film. Uh, my mom loves Camelot. She loves Camelot, and I grew up listening to Richard Harris, you know, as King Arthur my whole life from Camelot. So I. I love that he's in the film. I love I love what he does. I actually love what he does, but I think he's wrong for what Dumbledore becomes. Yeah, he was good for for this movie for the first few movies. Um, I what else can what else can I talk about? Um, I want to say that I yeah. think um, Snape in particular was really interesting for me to watch. Now knowing the whole story. Yeah. Well, because at the time, the, even the actors didn't know the whole story. I'm sure that Snape didn't know. I'm sure that Alan Rickman didn't know. Like, Which is interesting because that means that I'm just full of shit. <laughs> Why? Oh, what are you going to say? I, well, no, because I'm like, well, maybe oh, you, you, could see, you could see that he really you know, was looking out for Harry. Okay, but that, oh, that's stated, though. That's overt. That's like, you're not supposed to know. 
if Snape is good or bad. Like yeah. they, they're supposed to be making you think that Snape is bad the whole time. And then you find out at the end of the movie that Snape has been protecting Harry. And so, I mean, the, and that he wasn't bad. And so Snape's loyalty isn't questioned all the way until the last 40 minutes of the final film. Yeah. Uh, until spoiler alert, you find out, of course, that he does have Harry's, you know, best interest at heart. But it's like you, you, you're not supposed to know. Um, so it was uh, fun for me to watch that. And I mean, some of it they reveal right in the first movie about like, like as we were watching the Quidditch match and they were saying, oh, he's putting a spell and I'm sitting there going, ha I know that it's not him doing a spell. He's, he's doing a spell to try and counteract the spell that, that Quirrell yeah. was doing. But, um, and that's just from knowing this movie, but it was fun watching and knowing kind of his motivation, yeah. I guess, from having just seen the final film and, and getting to sort of hear that whole Well let's let's start at story. the let's start at the top of the film, I guess, is is uh you kind of meet Harry at the Dursleys and you see how how absolutely terrible his life is. Um they're horrible to him. They're horrible to almost to the point where is it supposed to be funny? They're cartoony, but it's it's really abuse. It's it's horrible. It's it's yeah. illegal. It's it's and and I understand it's how Rowling Rowling wrote it, but it's it seems so oppressively awful that it 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 lacks a certain realisticness, and yet it's it's brutal in some aspects. Um, and the fact that they know he's a wizard. Here's a question that I pose to you: Why don't they want him to go to Hogwarts? They don't particularly seem to want to have him there. I and I don't think it's that they want to keep him to themselves. I think it's that they don't want yet another wizard in the world i think it's like yeah he's a wizard but he's not trained in it yet so. yeah but why why do they care like really like why why they, they're he's given to them right they clearly hate him they clearly don't want him they're clearly abusive to him they clearly like don't want him around they don't like him and he's clearly already like some magic stuff is happening like they know when those when the when the letters start showing up, they know what Hogwarts is. That's why they're hiding him. They seen him do magic and ended up with uh, what's the boy's name, Dudley. Dudley. Um, on the other end side of the glass, they it's Harry has now sort of seemed to outlive his usefulness as being, you know, as someone that they would want to have anything to do with. I would just I I just think they don't want him to grow stronger in it. Like why? Because they've been like assholes to them, and they're like, "Oh, he's gonna come back and <laughs> and fuck us up." Or no, I think they just don't like they don't like the idea of magic. And like she obviously, I don't know if it if her husband so much. Yeah. But but the wife, I don't remember her name. Does she even have a name? Uh, like Petunia. I think. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Um, Miss Flower there. Um, <laughs> she obviously ha is like absolutely disgusted yeah. by the whole magic thing that her sister was a witch and oh wasn't that wonderful now here's the, here's an interesting thing is that later on they sort of say that muggles have no idea what what magic is and and yet we it seems like and she, yet some of them do because well, yeah some because regular people have wizards you know as muggles have have wizards and witches but it doesn't seem like it was a surprise that she was a witch it seemed like oh you were a witch you know it's uh lily lily was a witch 
and wasn't it great not lily was a witch holy shit well lily was a witch it's like sort of like everybody mm-hmm. aspires to maybe that will happen and it seemed like there there was a pre-existing acceptance that maybe that happened so maybe they're they have a wizarding family going back yeah maybe yeah. there's some wizard in the family which somewhere. begs the question can um can wizards have muggle children I think so. I think I almost think yeah. that was addressed somewhere in one of the books. Like that cuz we know that muggles have wizard I children does it happen the other way somewhere. around or you know it's like can That's you have an interesting question we'll have to s- well stay tuned. Hey, hey, if you know we'll see if we email, can figure it out. Email us. Um r- right now I don't know if we have any pop-off emails but you you can email info at nvzmovie.com. That's info at nvzmovie.com if you want to tell us um whether or not that's ever addressed and where. And if you do tell us, and the first person who tells us will get their name entered on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It struck me as when they finally went to like an island to stay in it. Yeah, it, that was weird. That struck me as kind of like, like at that point. I'd that be was like, going overboard. A I'd bit. be like, fuck it. All right. This is going to happen. Once uh, once all the envelopes came slamming yeah. in through the fireplace, I think I'd be like, all right, all right fine. That's just a, yeah, get out. Th- this go. is going to happen. And I, I, I guess we'll find somebody else to cook our pancakes. Yeah, that's that seems to <laughs> I mean, it's just an issue that I don't kind of get is why they care. Like, it would seem to me that the way they feel about Harry is like once Hogwarts showed up, they would be like, bye, bye. And, and live there during the summer, too. Like we're we're cutting ties. Like this is not something we do not want you in our life. We never wanted you in our life. And yeah. goodbye. It is interesting that he at least at first comes home for summers. Yeah, it just to them. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't compute. Like how does that? Why 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 yeah. is that that like? Why do they want him to come? Why do they allow him to slash want him to come yeah, back? Yeah, totally. He would obviously prefer to stay there. Like I think it. I think he even says at the end of this, like yeah. he's not going home. Like yeah. he considers Hogwarts home now. So he goes, uh, uh, Hagrid takes him again. He technically kidnaps him, um, which is really <laughs> interesting because you get to, at least in the book, of, in, in the Goblet of Fire, it became, becomes such a big issue for like a permission slip to happen <coughs> um, uh, for Harry to be able to like attend things. And yet Hagrid kidnaps him. He like literally kidnaps him, and and what like how do they explain Harry's absence to his to to like the the British public school system, you know like know. like how he moved yeah I mean how do they like another family member yeah came and got that, him. well that's my that's my that's my question it's like Hagrid just takes him you know and there's no there's no well ramification Hagrid's for that the one that brought him there in the first place so I guess take him away I guess so so but okay so that. That happens. Um, I do like how uh, how it, who plays Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane. Uh, I think uh, I like how he immediately knows that character. That character is already Hagrid when you see him, and yeah. I dig that 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 he seems like the same Hagrid who I actually feel like gets robbed in the last couple books, and like I feel like Hagrid should have more time. I always like seeing Hagrid, um, and I dig what he does there. Um, the introduction to the Wizarding World through Diagon Alley. Again, you the interesting. Nobody's wearing any regular clothes. Yeah. Um, in in this version of Harry Potter, until Alfonso Cuarón comes on and and takes over in Part Three from Chris Columbus. Um, there are aspects of this film, especially in the Dursleys' house, that that I could clearly say this is the guy who made Home Alone. Like yeah. like watching Dudley run up and down the stairs, watching the 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 way the the family interacts. They seems like they could be the British cousins of of you know what's uh what was it Kevin Arnold? That's not right. What's uh, Macaulay Culkin's character? Kevin McAllister. 
They seem like they could be the McAllisters, but the British version of the McAllisters. Um, but he goes there and you meet uh, everyone diagonally. You you get to see Gringotts, who clearly by the seventh movie have upgraded their their transportation system. Because in this one, it, like they're on a little car, but later on, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. Um. Uh. You get to see. You know. You, you get to see sort of a slow introduction to him getting. You know, to Hogwarts, the Sorting Hat. Uh, decides he you should missed go. the wand. Oh, I missed the oh, the wand scene again. It all seems so presentational. It all seems like this one. Kaboom! Kablam! Yeah. Kaboom! Okay, here and everything sort of seems like. Look at this! Now look at this! Now look at this! But again, I guess if you've never seen it before, you felt differently, having been so familiar with everything. It's like it's like going through a family album. Um, of your own family and having two and a half hours devoted to people explaining to you who the people in the family album is. <laughs> Cause I know all these things. I don't, uh, two and a half hours of watching them tell me what a wand does is not all that interesting at this point, but I guess they had to in order for me to know. Yeah. Um, but in retrospect, otherwise you would not now know in retrospect, I think it doesn't hold up to rewatching um, because I feel like it's, a lot of time is spent on showing me things. It's like too much exposition, but yeah. not exposition. Yeah. Um, like exposition in visual form. Or well, because really, once he gets to Hogwarts, what happens? Like he joins the Quidditch team and he meets Fluffy and he, you know, like he's told some things he shouldn't know about the Sorcerer's Stone and the kids think and they that... they go on this And then they quest. go... But the quest, they, they, they go on, like over the course of a year, it's like they spend five days researching, you know, what's going to happen. <laughs> and then in at the end of the year, they go after the stone. And it, you know, yeah. in, in between Quidditch and stuff, which is all also, look, I don't want to say a failing in the books. The books are the most successful books ever written. So I don't want to say the failing of the books, but I do want to say I've always had an issue that Voldemort's going to kill everybody. Let's play Quidditch. <laughs> like it's always been something that struck me as as tough to handle, but okay. Um, well, you know, life goes on even yeah. when there's an evil, horrible wizard out to get everybody. Yeah. You know, I missed, uh, Mr. Wood, um, Oliver Wood. Um, I, I, it kind of struck me when I first met him, I really liked this guy's character. He didn't do much else in the Harry Potter series, but I liked his character and I kind of wished that somehow they made, um, what's his name who, uh, Edward Cullen plays. Later on, um, oh, in the fourth one, I kind of wish that. Oh my gosh, I can't remember uh, something with Cedric. Cedric Dig- Diggory. Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Um, uh, <laughs> I know Edward Cedric. Cullen plays. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I kind of, I, I kind of always wish that that character was. I forgot he played him. Yeah. Oh, that's. I can't wait till we get to Goblet of Fire. It's just, <laughs> like, Great. I'm all alone, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's gonna be all you can say. Yes. Um, uh, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's an issue that I had was, was that it, it kept showing me stuff, but I, I don't want to slam it too bad because it was enough to keep me interested. And the world was, you know, again, what Chris Columbus did really well was the stuff that he showed me. He showed me awesome things. He, the, the production design, the attention to de- design, the, the attention to detail, um, the world seems populated. It seems like it has a history. 
It seems like it has its own gimmicks and tricks. There are stores and corners of Diagon Alley that I don't ever get to go into, but I feel like if I could put myself on the other side of the screen and walk around, I could go into one of those stores and that store would have all its stuff. Like I feel like I've walked into, it's like walking into Disney. It's this fully realized. Yeah. It's fully realized. And yeah. And that, and that we just happened and we happened to stumble into these three stores but I totally feel like every store in Diagon Alley is populated. I totally feel like Hufflepuff is, you know, eating, you know, bread somewhere because that's all they do. They're just as bland. They're, 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 <laughs> they're eating, eating bread. They're eating bread and, and eating bread, drinking milk they're and watching, watching sitcoms, house. watching like dull sitcoms, like watching like growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with growing pains. It's really dull. But not I even loved not that even show. growing pa- not even growing pains. Growing pains is the is the white bread version of family ties. They're watching the Hogan family. Like, <laughs> like said, oh, I don't know, growing pains is a little much for us. We we're, we're Hufflepuff. We want to watch the Hogan family. <laughs> Poor Hufflepuff. Um but that's I mean that I sort of feel like the world is fully realized and I think that that's what Chris Columbus does so well in this film and because it's all kind of new and there's time to show you this stuff that's why I feel like this film is ultimately a success um and why I feel I think I mean we're going to rewatch it I, mean, I haven't watched part 2 in a really long time um so I'm actually kind of looking forward to it um I I it's why I think I thought it was a failure to start with I think it's why I'm going to think it's a failure again and we'll see how I feel but I feel like once the world is completely set up, I think that Chris Columbus keeps showing you things. So, you know, when Ron, I know in the second one gets a screamer, a, a letter that screams at him. Yeah. Um, and again, I feel like they keep trying to show you more things and you're like, well, I'm, you've shown me everything. Now I want to play in the world a little bit. Um, but the world is realized enough that other directors and other visionaries can come on and, and show you their take on what's in the world. And you feel like it's the same world because he leaves enough corners unexplored. Yes. Um, which is, I guess that's what's so awesome about attention to detail is that there's, you know, who, who knew when you met Neville in this film, let's talk about the casting real quick. Let's talk about the cast in general, like how different they are. Um, the, they're terrible. (laughs) Um, I remember when I saw this being so impressed by being so impressed by Hermione because she's so spunky and so blah, 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 blah. And eventually I became to hate that about her. Um, and I always thought that Harry was kind of un, un, unintriguing, if that's a word. But this time around, I feel like Harry, he seems so much like the Harry at the end. And now that I've seen some interviews with Daniel Radcliffe, so unlike Harry, you get that he actually was making character choices. Yeah. And that, that is, he brings Harry to his logical conclusion. And I, in retrospect, Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe seems to do a really good job. Mm-hmm. And Hermione, I, I don't know her actual name. Um, Emma Watson? Yeah. Um, seems like she was not maybe as good an actress in the first one as we would have first thought, because only in comparison to, I think she gets a lot better. Yeah, she gets better. Than, she has a, a section of the films where she doesn't do so well, and then she gets considerably better by the end. They all do. And of course, I think by the end, Ron steals the show. Yeah. Um, in this movie, I, I, I found Ron, while cute, that Ron was doing everything that was cute, but other than that, he was almost unwatchable for me. It was just like, Ron, really? Ron was clearly not in the moment ever. Ron never seemed to be acting and portraying a character. And he, I, he, I did not like Draco. He, he, I, I didn't like Draco until Order of the Phoenix. I didn't like Draco, yeah, I was going to say for most of the movies anyway. But. When, 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 not Order of the Phoenix, uh, Half-Blood Prince. Like, finally, the guy who played Draco 
in Half Blood Prince started to started to do something different and and show cracks in the armor. But in this, you know, again, it just sort of like he seemed like he was just sort of phoning in the line. It was like this very stereotypical. It was a kid. It seemed like a kid kids movie kid scene movie. where it's like, yeah. hi, I'm the cool kid. I'll show you how to hang, yeah. hang out with the right people. Um, And and Ron, it's interesting where Ron's doing everything. Oh, hello. It's so cute. But none of that is left by the end um, of the series. Yeah. Ron becomes He really changes a lot. He changes physically, but he becomes a he's always kind of a loser who you root for, which is why he's such a winner, which is why you also root for Neville. Um yeah. but by the end Who he, also changes a lot um, throughout. His his uh, his ability to act by the end of the series gets so so good. Ron's Yeah, Ron's. Um uh what's his name? Uh Rupert Grant. Um, Ronald Weasley. Rupert, yeah, <laughs> I, wa- I want to see him do more stuff. Like, really, more than anyone else in this film, I feel like he's the least likely to do more stuff, and he's the one I want to see do more stuff because I feel like he's got the chops. Like, I feel like he's the one that you would you could co- possibly see getting an Oscar one day because mm-hmm. I feel like he really, like, he grew. Um, and I feel like I feel like honestly that that not much is being asked of them other than to be archetypes. Like everyone, Draco's an archetype, you know, the evil yeah. archetype. She's the brainy, you know, the uptight brainy one. Ron's the, oh no, you know, Ron's C-3PO. You know, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's that, that's what, that's what is being asked of them. And I don't think much more than that is being asked of them. Um, Not yet. Um, But uh, I think we'll get to that. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say. Um, there, yeah. the, the cast is. I mean, what do you say that we're not going to say later? Cute. It, like I don't want to. It was good. I mean, it was. It was. It was. The world is completely realized from moment one, and I would give it that. Um, uh, and that is what Chris Columbus did wonderfully: is realizing the the vision, the the visual texture of the world, and casting the perfect cast. Um, and and from there, uh, I feel bad that Chris Columbus, you know, that, that I'm going to shit on him a little bit um, in the second one and in the third one. I'm going to constantly make comparisons about how how that one how is they do it, how they do it better. But it must be stated that that casting and character building and world building is something that he did so insanely well that that it allowed for the series to become what it did. Um you know, it is when when Hogwarts is is spoiler alert at the end of um at the end of Half Blood Prince when Hogwarts gets sort of trashed, not the way that it's blown up in the final battle, but when uh when um, Bellatrix Lestrange comes in and is like blowing out windows and stuff, the Hogwarts that I'm sad to see get blown out is Chris Columbus's Hogwarts. Yeah. That's whenever anything goes bad for someone, it is the destruction of that happy place that I met. In the first one that he set up that I that I feel sad about when it gets hurt later. So I want to give him props for that. The the world that he builds is great. The movie is, you know, I go I go a plus for world building solid B for a movie. Um, And I think that's a good place to leave it because we're going to see what happens when he revisits the world in Harry Potter and the um, Chamber of Secrets, which will be next time. Yes. Um, But. 
please listen to Captain America later on. Um, or RJ and I talk about Captain America and find us next week. And then every other week you'll hear more about Harry Potter as we go on uh, four, five more episodes after this. Uh, six, maybe. Six more episodes after <laughs> this, which will be 12 weeks after this by the time we're done. Wow. Um, uh, but I hope you've enjoyed it. This has been uh, Pop Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Kelly. Pop Off. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Pop Off. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and also go to endlightpodcast.com and listen to all of our free funny podcasts. That's endlightpodcast.com.